Hey, good afternoon, my dear, beloved brothers and sisters. Hey, this is Matthew, Mr. Hope Richardson, coming to you live from my podcast recording studio. And I just wanted to release our newest episode here. And this is actually the uh, audio content of our most popular YouTube video, which is called The Disease of Blame. And this just really lays out what you can do to transform your relationship irregardless of whether your spouse wants to help, if they're interested or whatever. It's it's really um, all about what you can do. And I just wanted to have a quick note here. Uh, some of you may be wondering, like, where have you been? You haven't released a podcast for a couple years. And uh, the reason was I started my ministry in 2019, and I actually had to circle back and heal my marriage. We had some issues, my wife and I, and uh, I sure love that girl. And so anyway, so we've healed those. And um, it's like um, if I could use the analogy of a circle of light, a circle of freedom. When you get free, you create a circle of freedom. And anybody can get in that circle and they can be free. And it makes a bigger circle. And just people getting free and people getting free and people getting free, um, it makes relationships wonderful because God designed marriage to be amazing and unfortunately most people don't experience that and it's really sad it's really unfortunate and in this video I'll help um, share like I said it's our most popular video it has over a thousand views and we're just getting started so we're really excited about that and we're really excited for you joining us here today go ahead and subscribe like um, you know comment if you want to and, uh, and just share this with others. You never know who might be struggling and what's going on in their lives. And, and it gives an opportunity to for you to bloom and grow, get some freedom, like I said, for you to be a help to others. Hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to watch the whole episode, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel and search for the disease of blame. Thanks so very much, and God bless. It's great being here with you. Sorry that I was a couple minutes behind. I just want to thank you, everybody that's here live and everybody that's going to watch this later. I really just want to applaud your dedication and your desire to improve your marriage and your other relationships in your life because really life is all about relationships. Relationships are what make us or break us. It's not about money. It's not about fame. It's about the relationships of the people that we love that make life so I just want to applaud uh, you being here. And this is like <laughs> a wild horse thing uh, because I was just like, hey, I'm going to do this today. And I'm really good at riffing, just like letting what's in my heart come out. So we will just make this, we'll just do the best we can with what we have, right? That's what Jim Rohn says, do the best you can with what you have. So first of all, I want to applaud you. I want to let you know you're probably not going to agree with everything I say. And that's okay. Just take what works. We're all systemic thinkers. We think black, white, left, right, wrong, right, wrong. And somebody might say, oh, I can't believe he said that and just write off everything I say. Look, what I say is proven, practical, biblical, foundational. I've used it to change my marriage. I've used it to help countless other couples. This is the real stuff. This is not just, you know, somebody's theory out of the back of a book. This is right out of the Bible. This is right out of my practical experience. And I've never had it not work when couples were willing to use it. 
And today we're going to be talking about blame. And you guys, blame is so awful. Okay, I lived like I was the poster child for blame. And so I'm very qualified to speak on it. Let's just start quickly with a word of prayer. Our God and our Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Just thank you for everyone that's listening. Pray that these truths about your love and about how your love flows through us to help other people um, would impact lives and improve marriages. We pray this for in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. So basically, what I'm going to assume is that you have a relationship, that in, in, in a love relationship, a relationship in which um, it's husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, this is specifically for husbands and wives. But this is um, foundational truth. Like this helps any couple, any relationship. So if you think about a balance beam, okay, you got a balance beam, and this is what usually happens when couples are mad at each other, when couples are really struggling. This is the dynamic that I see. This is the dynamic we see. This person is blaming this person, and this person is blaming this person. And actually, they're both committed to that, and they're stuck. The balance beam is even because neither party is moving. And I want you to envision this balance beam, and you guys are both you know, both you and your spouse are even. And I want to just tell you a brief story. And this is what came to me. This this thought right here really changed my life. So Bob and Betty were in a boat. They were in a rowboat. They were out on the water. Bob was supposed to be rowing. Betty was supposed to be bailing. And they were in a storm. They started taking on water. Bob wasn't rowing because Betty wasn't bailing. And Betty wasn't bailing because Bob wasn't rowing. And they both drowned. Now, the moral of the story is you can't react to your spouse. I mean, you can if you want to, but you're you're going to drown. <laughs> what I came to realize in my life, in my marriage, I'm going to drown. I have to change. And this is what we're going to talk about today is, is about blame. And there'll be time for question and answers a little bit later. Like I said, if you want. So back to the balance beam, you got to do something or you're going to drown. The balance beam is exactly e even. Because you're committed and you say, Matt, why? I'm not committed to that. Yes, you are. And I'll explain this to you. A drunk man says, I'm going to get sober. I'm going to quit drinking. But he continues to drink. What is he really committed to? He's committed to drinking. How do I know that? Because that's what he goes back to. When you're in a situation where you're blaming your spouse, both spouses are blaming each other. You're committed to that because you keep doing it. The thing is, I never realized that I could do something different. You probably never realized that you could do something different than what you're doing right now. I talk to people, I see people every day, literally every day, and they say, my spouse is doing this. And what I try to get people to do, and what I'd like to get you to do today, is to see your spouse and to see yourself as two completely separate people. I know you're in the same relationship and you're connected, but you are two completely different people. And when you're on the balance beam and you're stuck, you're like, you, nobody's going anywhere. It's all your fault. You're not going anywhere because of blame. The cure for blame is for you. No matter how thin you slice it, there's always two sides. The cure for blame is for you to ask yourself, what am I supposed to do? Now, I know for a lot of people that's just like, well, I would be happy if my spouse wasn't a porn addict. 
I would be happy if my wife wasn't controlling. I would be happy if my wife didn't spend all the money. I would be happy if my husband didn't spend all the money. And every person I talk to, invariably, it's always their spouse's fault, almost without exception. When people are struggling, it's almost, like I said, it's almost always the spouse's fault. The thing is, if you can back away from the blame, here you are stuck like this. If you can back away from the blame and say, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? What I found 100% of the time, if you're not willing to take the first step, you'll never take the next step or the step after that or the step after that. The key to breaking this stalemate where you're on the balance beam and you're both blaming each other and nothing is happening is for you, you to see your part. You can ask the Lord, you can say, Lord, I know I'm part of this. Like I, maybe you can't even see your part. Maybe your part is so small. When I was in, when I was in high school, we had triple beam balances. So there's a weight over here and then there's a balance this way. And if you adjust what's on this, it moves the balance beam. You guys remember high school chemistry? <laughs> there were triple beam balances. The other kind is a teeter totter. You don't have to put very much. If you have a triple beam balance, you don't have to put very much over here and it will move the scale. Did you see that? You don't have to do very much and it moves the scale. What would it be like in your relationship? Here you're in a stalemate. What would it be like if you said, this is my part, I could work on it. All of a sudden, the scale shifts. Did you notice that? When it's all your spouse's fault, you dirty, rotten, all that negative energy is just flowing out at your spouse and it's driving them away. <laughs> when you are willing to own your part, I don't care how small it is. It could be 1%. You could be 1% responsible. You might even think it matters. I talk to people all the time and they say, well, my spouse does this and 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 this. Yeah, but what about you? Well, it's just this little part. Own that part. In Matthew 7, it says this. Judge not, lest ye not, uh, lest ye be judged. And then it says this right here. It says, remove first, remove the beam that's in your own eye so you can see clearly to see the moat that's in your brother's eye. Judge yourself first. Here you're like this. And all of a sudden, instead of blaming your spouse, it's like, think of playing a card game. We're playing a card game and I got my cards right here, but on the table is a card and it says blame. As long as that card says blame, you, you pass your turn. You don't get a play. What? But I want to play. You can't play until you flip the blame card over to where it says responsible. All responsible does. Now here's the just a mind bending thing for a lot of people. Being responsible doesn't mean it's your fault. So often people just have such an ego need not to have it be their fault. It's not about right or wrong. It's not about like whose fault it is. This is about more. This is about better. And understanding, and if you're gonna play in the game, you're in your relationship game, relationship transformation, you can't play your cards because the card down on the table says blame. You're blaming your spouse. That means you can't play. It's You miss your turn and you miss your turn and you miss your turn. Let me ask you this, do you wanna play? Yes, you do, I can feel it inside of you. You wanna play, so turn that card over from blame to responsible. What responsible means is ability to respond. When there's a bank robbery, it was explained to me this way, there's a bank robbery and the police come, thankfully there's still police. Oh, they're trying to get rid of them, but thankfully they're still there. 
The police come and they don't look for the janitor. Why? Is the janitor not a nice guy? Of course he is. Um, how come they don't look for the, the person at the window? She's a beautiful gal. She's very helpful. She's very kind. Why do they look for the bank manager? Because the bank manager is responsible. They are able to respond. So here you have this teeter-totter of blame. And you own your part. Like, what is my part? And what I'm going to ask you to do right now is just forget about your partner. <coughs> just forget about them. Okay? What I want to ask you is what is your job in the relationship? What is your job? Like, why did your spouse marry you? And it goes back to my triangle that I have, the seven steps for an abundant marriage where you can work to become soulmates, one flesh, spirit, soul, and body, just as God intended. And the top of the pyramid is a man's secret fuel and a woman's secret fuel. A man's secret fuel is respect. That's his primary emotional need. And the secondary need is physical affection, is sex. Ooh, I said it live. A woman's deepest dividing emotional need is to be loved and cherished. The second, she needs to feel special. The secondary emotional need is security. The thing is, I'm just, just forget about your spouse for a second. Just for, just you. Okay, all you dear brothers. What is your job in the marriage? Your job is to lead, love, and lift your wife. Your job is what, no, it doesn't matter if she's doing her job. Your job, your job is to help her feel very precious and to give her security, to lead, love, and lift her. That's your job. And my dear beloved brothers, what I'm going to ask you to do right now in your relationship, if you're stuck like this, forget about your wife just for today and ask yourself, what is my part? And I want you to set out to make your wife feel special, to lead, love, and lift her. That's your job. Quit demanding, quit asking, quit blaming. Just stop. Just stop doing that and say right now today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to love my wife. Okay, and you may say, okay, what does that look like? Okay, guys, be nice to her. How you see people is how you treat them. So if you're frustrated, angry, bitter, <laughs> demanding, <laughs> I'm not saying you're not the boss. I'm not saying there isn't headship because there is. It's your relationship to leave. God said that, not you, not me, not your wife. God said it. And the thing is, if you will love her, what her deepest dividing emotional need is love. If you will love her, all this other stuff goes back to this root right here. All this stuff. She won't listen to you. She doesn't follow you. Like all that goes back to this one little root. If you will focus on that root, this situation right here will change. You can't make her do anything. And you say, well, scripture says this. Scripture may say, Wives obey your husbands, but that doesn't mean they're gonna. That doesn't mean they want to. Ask yourself, how can I live in such a way that she wants to love and serve me? So start with that. Now, second, my dear beloved sisters, if you're stuck like this, his deepest abiding emotional need is respect. Here's the thing. Guys do not feel respected if you don't like him. And women are like, what does that mean? A lot of women I talk to all the time and they say, I love my husband, but I'm not in love with him. That's the problem right there. If you were in love with your husband, all these problems, here's a root, all these problems would just magically go away. And you're like, Matt, I can't, that doesn't make any sense. Look, just trust me. In 1 Peter 3, it says that women can win their husband without a word. That is power. 
Here you're stuck. Quit trying to push him. Quit. What I want you to do is just forget your husband for a minute. Just forget him. Forget he's over there. Let me ask you, my dear beloved sisters, what am I supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be doing? Ask yourself, what am I supposed to be doing? Your husband's deepest abiding emotional need is respect. How you see him is how you treat him. What he needs from you is he needs you to turn towards him. He needs you to support him and he needs you to cheer him on. And obviously he needs physical affection as well. The thing is, if you don't like your husband, if you like, you have contempt for him, you despise him, none of this is going to work. That's where you focus. That root right there. All this stuff, like he's mean, he doesn't, he swears, he doesn't follow through, he doesn't do what he's supposed to, he looks at pornography, he does whatever, he doesn't come home on time. All that stuff, I guarantee you, is focused, comes from the root of feeling disrespected. And you can fix that, you can change that, you can work on it. So I'm going to ask you right now, quit blaming your husband. Here you are on your balance beam. Quit blaming your husband today, just for today. Quit blaming your husband and ask yourself, what am I supposed to do? What is my job in the relationship? He needs you to turn towards him. He needs you to support him and he needs you to cheer him on. And it's not that hard. Look for the things that you like in him. Now here's the honest to goodness truth. Most women do not like their husbands. Men marry for who a woman is and get mad if she changes. Women marry for a man, for how a man, who a man could be or should be, and she gets mad if he doesn't change far enough, fast enough. The honeymoon is over when she wants him to change and he doesn't want to change because I don't want to change. Whatever, this is who I am. And she starts to pressure him and tries to control him, just like in it says in uh, Genesis 3. It's that hand that reaches up to control. And he doesn't want control. A man's their deepest uh, emotions, their, their deepest languages is freedom. They don't want control. They want to love and serve from their own strength, from their own power, not because their wife is clinging on to them and controlling them. So ladies, what you need to do is you need to give him space to be himself. And some women say, I don't even like my husband. Yeah, you probably don't. Most women don't, statistically. That's from John Gottman's research. He's studied thousands of couples over a span of over 20 years. The thing is, uh, and I'll just give you an example. So David and Ann Wilson are the presidents of, not the presidents, uh, the ambassadors for Family Life today. FamilyLife.com. Family Life, just Family Life. And when she married Dave, when Ann married Dave, there was nothing about him that she didn't like. In 90 days, there was nothing she liked about him. And I'll just say, most men can't handle that. They either become a hunter or a fisherman, they're gone. They become a workaholic, or they turn to porn, or they have an affair. Like men cannot handle when their wife hates them, when she despises them. Contempt is the most negative of all human emotions in a relationship. Women perceive contempt as a lack of love. Men perceive contempt as a lack of respect. And that's what men need. And I'm not making this stuff up. That's from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. Nevertheless, I speak a great mystery. Nevertheless, every woman needs to, um, every man needs to love his wife as himself, and every woman needs to reverence or respect her husband. When you do those two things, your spouse's deepest abiding emotional need is met. So here you are on this balance beam, and you're stuck. Well, all of a sudden, instead of you equaling your spouse, because they're blaming you and you're blaming them, you guys are equal, you get what you deserve. Sorry, I didn't mean it quite like that. But you change. So what happens? 
the equation changes. Remember math, like 3 plus 5 equals 8? Well, if you subtract something from one side, the equation is no longer in balance. Now your spouse is going to do something because they're connected to you. They're going to do something. Here's the power. When you love them unconditionally, you say, I like you. I'm glad you're my spouse. I accept you as God's perfect gift for me. You don't have to do anything to deserve that. You don't have to do anything to earn it. That, my friend, is the key that breaks the cycle. Emerson Egerich's wrote a book, Love and Respect, and in that book he talks about the crazy cycle. And in the crazy cycle, which a lot of couples are in, I don't know about most, but a lot of couples are in, men feel disrespected, they act unloving, women feel unloved, they act disrespectful. And it just goes around and around and around and around. The way to break out of that cycle is for you to quit reacting to your spouse. The way to break out of the cycle is for you to show up as light and love. The way to break out of that cycle is for you to show up and do your job. What is my job? Like if you went to work and everything's chaos, but what is my job? This is what I'm doing today. I'm just doing my job. Imagine you go, I don't know, imagine you go to a hospital where there's doctors running this way and there's nurses running that way and there's all your coworkers are doing all this stuff. Just ask yourself, what is my job? My job is to wipe the counters with disinfectant. That's all I'm concerned with. And you just do it. You just focus and go, focus and go. Do your job. You don't have, you're not responsible for anything else, anybody else, just do your job. And what happens is this teeter-totter right here begins to shift. And when you love your spouse unconditionally, so women, you need to respect your man. Love for him is, he perceives it as respect. Guys, love to a woman is everything, it's oxygen. Just like respect is for you, love to her is oxygen. You need to treat her like she's solid gold. And the thing is, when you do that, when you change how you're behaving, you say, but my spouse isn't going to change. Just stop. Just get rid of my spouse. Just get rid of it. Today, 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 right now, in this moment, it's all about me. I'm talking to you, not your spouse, you. You're on a balance beam. Quit. Just forget about your spouse. What are you going to do? Say it with me. I'm going to do my job. What's your job? If you're a man, your job is to lead, love, and lift your wife. How do you do that? Be kind. Write her a love note. Take her for a walk. Listen and look her in the eyes. Guys, you can do this. I know a lot of you feel like your wife has contempt for you, so you don't want to be with her. The shortest path out of where you are is to win her heart. I guarantee you. Ladies, you say, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Turn towards your husband, support him, and cheer him on. What does that look like? It looks like letting him lead. Let him lead. If something comes up and you're like, well, you know, this is what I think we should do. Just tell him this right here. Honey, whatever you think, I trust you. And you're like, no way. Oh my goodness. Look, you picked the guy. You can't take him back to the store. You can't return him. He's yours now. You can either work to improve the relationship, work to improve him or not. Or you can just hate him and drive him away and just make the situation worse. The key is for you to like him. I like him. I'm glad you're my husband. And you say, but I don't like him. You need to change that. That's not his problem. That's yours. You're responsible for your response. You're responsible for showing up loving. And the thing is, you can do it. The Lord will help you. If you just say, 
And one gal, she wrote out a gratitude list. I like my husband because. I like my husband because. I like my husband because he's faithful. I like my husband because he goes to work every day. And she read it morning and night, morning and night, morning and night. And over time, the bitterness, the anger, the upset went away because she reprogrammed her mind. She brought every thought captive to Christ. And you can do the same thing, my dear beloved brothers, my dear beloved sister. I just want you to know I'm so thankful for you that were there. I'm going to try and upload um, the live video. If you have questions, message me. Message us at Phenomenal Marriage. We're here to serve you. Our mission is to help you overcome friction, frustration, and power struggles and grow to become soulmates. One flesh, spirit, soul, and body, just as God intended. And these, my dear beloved brothers and sisters, these are simple shifts, simple shifts that bring amazing results. Thank you so much for watching. God bless. Have a great day.